Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. team previews with the Bayou Bengals from Baton Rouge, the LSU Tigers. And who better to help us break down LSU than our friend Blake Rafino of AYS Sports. Blake, appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Really excited to do this, and I thank you so much 
for coming on. Yeah, this is going to be really fun. You know, Chris, we uh, we connected during the baseball season, you know, and then got to connect there before Hoover again. And I will tell you, uh, as the heat gets, uh, as the heat starts coming on, football starts getting the smells in the air. So I really do like this, but I do know that we got a game tonight in the College World Series. So we're all looking forward uh, to that. Hopefully LSU can <laughs> beat the Vols, baby, Tony V and, the co and company. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Blake, I appreciate you shifting the focus because obviously less than an hour till first pitch right now when we speak until when this drops and people are hearing this, which will be on Wednesday, we will know the fate of LSU and of Tennessee and what a matchup in Omaha, obviously. But uh, no, I appreciate you shifting the focus and I'm glad to see that you either took enough jello shots or got over the hangover to get over the Wake Forest loss. I know there was some questionable umpiring, which, hey, Gamecock fans are very familiar with questionable umpire. Dude, I've never met an umpire I like, Blake. So I, I just, yeah. you know, I just almost get to the point where, like, the Super Regionals are going on, Carolina loses to Florida, and the umpiring's terrible. But it's like, my expectations are down here anyways. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just, it, it's, it's atrocious game in, game out, whatever. I don't yeah, know. yeah, and I think, Chris, the only thing, and before we transition into that, number one, I got a surprise for you. This is the energy LSU's rolling out there with tonight, okay? <laughs> All right, big cock, big cock. I love energy. it. I love so, it. Okay. Go. So that's what we're, that's the energy that we're portraying, okay? But you're right. The It absolutely sucks. They absolutely suck. So, Nate Ackenhausen goes tonight. Jay Johnson, the Tigers. We need the energy, baby. This is what we got to do. We got to bring the energy, bring the focus. Don't let the umpires dictate shit to you. I don't know if I can curse on here. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. But big cock energy. That's what we need. <laughs> I love it, Blake. I got to be honest. I know you told me off air you had a surprise coming. I did not see that coming. So, bravo, sir. Bravo. I appreciate well, that. Appreciate well, my that. wife told me I couldn't wear this one to the beach. And <laughs> we went. So, But she told me I could wear it on the show. So, I love that. Uh, that's love that's that. what we're going to do. Just Everybody needs to go buy it, man. It's so comfortable. I, I don't know why no, everybody, every game kind uh, of The, foam, the foam trucker really does hit different. That's actually what this is as well. Those foam truckers, man. They hit different, but Blake, I, I really want to drink a Miller Lite when I wear the hat. Like, I, I just want to let you know anyway. the party hat, man. The party hat. I know you guys can respect that, but Blake, as we move into it, man. Again, we're talking LSU football. Like I mentioned, SEC media days. They'll be here before you know it. Fall camp will get underway, and toe yep. will meet leather. But before we look ahead to this season and break down the Tigers, let's look back. A memorable year one for Brian Kelly. LSU goes ten and four. Six and two in SEC play. It gets off to a bit of a rocky start, right? That one point loss to Florida State, but you have the big win over Alabama. You win the SEC West. You do trip up in the final regular season game against Texas A&M. And then, of course, Georgia, you run into that buzzsaw, but you end the season on a high note in the Citrus Bowl, beating the brakes off of Purdue 63 to seven. Just talk about year one of Brian Kelly in the 2022 season as a whole for LSU. I would imagine. That was a success for the Tigers dethroning Alabama in the SEC West. No question. I think there are a lot of things, Chris, because number one, I think for two years under Orgeron, the last two years under Orgeron, it was chaos constantly. Like, I mean, man, being on this beat, if you will, or covering the team, whatever we do uh, as podcasters, it was honestly 
some of the most stressful times that I can ever remember, right? And so getting into a situation where, okay, well, you hire Brian Kelly, and then you were like, oh, well, what do we really know about him? And then you're like, how what, is this stubborn dude going to be able to come down here to Baton Rouge and do what he needs to do? But then you instantly found out, oh, okay, he's not as uptight as everybody thought. But I will tell you just on the field, though, the way that he took a program that was six and seven, had 30 scholarship players, and then turned it into the SEC West champs, like you talked about dethroning Alabama, I did not expect. Talking about having a low ceiling, like I was in preseason saying, look, guys, we win eight games, we win nine games. Uh, that That is a miracle from going from 30 scholarship guys to this. But he comes in, he delivers, and quite honestly, it it gave the fan base hope to be real with you it gave and it's so crazy to talk about because 2019 might be the best team of all time at least I think it's one of the best if I think it's the best and then just a couple short years after that you're firing your head coach you're going to a guy who's never been south of the Mason Dixon line when it comes to coaching and then everything they said he couldn't do he couldn't beat Alabama he couldn't recruit I mean, it's just, it feels so good, (laughs) you know, like just to be able to come from a situation where you have 15 guys drafted. Chris, this is the thing that people don't remember. LSU had just as many, actually more technically dudes drafted after Orgeron went six and six and five and five, then Georgia did. So the talent was there. And so the coaching wasn't, which made everybody even more mad. And so now Brian Kelly, with not the same amount of talent, then comes in and does what he does. It gives you a lot of hope. And look, the great thing about going into 2023, they do have some pieces that have left and gone to the draft. They return a lot. I mean a lot. And so now you, the heat starts getting turned up on Brian Kelly and company for year two. And you mentioned Brian Kelly, and I think what's so interesting, Blake, is you talk about you know, Ed Orgeron was looked at as sort of the perfect fit at LSU, you know, a Bayou guy, if you will. And you go yep. to Brian Kelly, who, you know, the infamous clip of me and my family, and, like, he's trying to fit in. Like you mentioned, like, it felt like a weird culture fit. And I remember last year in the preseason, a lot of people were wondering, like, how is this going to go? Is he a fit at all? You know, what he did at Notre Dame, you know, can he really win big or win big enough to right. satisfy the appetite of the LSU fan base? And sure enough, again, he wins the SEC West in year one. So I'd imagine the feeling this time around going into year two, what's the approval rating like, the overall mood of the fan base surrounding Brian Kelly? Because, I mean, it's a guy that won at a high level at Notre Dame, but winning at Notre Dame and winning in the SEC, two very different things. Well, I, I think the approval rating is, you know, very high. I, I, You know, I don't know of anybody that has come in and really said anything negatively other than some of the people like on the beat. But uh, again, you're going to have to show me where he's done wrong, right? Like, so you, you went toe to toe against Saban, you went toe to toe against um, Kirby smart and recruiting and you're winning those battles. That's the biggest thing that Brian Kelly had to overcome. Let's call it what it is. Notre Dame. They didn't recruit well enough to, they could get to the playoff. They didn't have the dudes on the outside, but the great thing about the Southeast is historically you produce mammoths, you rep- you produce dudes. So you look at LSU as a whole, and you're like, okay, well, they return their entire offensive line. 
the two five-star uh, tackles are back. You've got another five-star tackle who's coming in and Lance Hurd. The biggest question mark that's always been at LSU is how will they do on the offensive line? They've never struggled at DB. They've never struggled at wide receiver. I mean, for crying out loud, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were on the same team, and <laughs> that's not that's even a far cry. They have dudes that are always getting drafted there. I think the biggest transformation and why his approval rating is so high right now, Chris, is because they're running the football at such an effective clip, and the offensive line has done so well that it's really started to get this fan base juiced up. And look, the wave hasn't hit yet. You know, like the wave of like, um, all right, we really got a chance hasn't hit yet because look, I don't know, and I, I'm assuming South Carolina is a lot like this because you guys have won national championships. But once you're in Omaha, the, the football wave doesn't really start yet, right? Like, until you lose out, that wave doesn't really start yet. So, Brian Kelly has quietly got another top five class, and so now you're just like, okay, y'all better, better kind of pay attention. Everybody's talking about Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz. Okay, well, he just got another five-star. Oh, okay, so you better you better watch out. The only thing, Chris, that worries me is what they will do defensively. They did not have a lot of depth. So we, you talked about losing the game to Texas A&M. They didn't have the depth, right? They didn't have the depth when they lost some guys against Tennessee. That ultimately killed them. That's the ultimate question. Do they have the depth? And if they do, I think that they can win the West again. Because, I mean, look, let's call it what it is. From an LSU perspective, I know we went viral on this. From the LSU perspective, Florida State scares me more than Bama, Bama does. They just do. And so when I look at Florida State as an example, they have three dudes on their defensive line that are going to go in the top 25 picks. They got Fincher Cypress. They return Dominic Lovett on the interior defensive lineman as an interior defensive lineman. And so I look at them, I'm like, yeah, Bama ain't got that. Bama does not have that right now. So – Week one, game one is the ultimate litmus test. They got to win it. I mean, there's to get the approval rating, they got to ultimately win it. I know that's long-winded, but that's the answer. Yeah, yeah Blake, keep, keep <laughs> rubbing it in, by the way, that you guys aren't moved on to football yet and you're still getting to enjoy baseball. I'm not trying to. Yeah. Look, I, look, I'm literally not trying to. No, it's fine. It's fine. I just – I'm envious. I wish I was in your position. It's been over a decade since we have – Chris, I talked football for 15 minutes last night on the show. I got booed. They were in the comments <laughs> booing me, okay? like I mean, I, I fair wish. enough, man. It's right after the freaking game, my guy. Like, plenty of baseball to talk I, about. I know, but we talked 57 minutes worth of baseball. Fair, you fair, know? Okay, okay, okay. You that, know? Provide they some were context. literally booing me. They were sending me super chats saying boo. <laughs> I'm like, what am I supposed to do hey, here? You know? I, hey, I know you agree. As long as they're sending super chats, my guy, that's all that matters. Oh, You're something right. So I'll talk hey, about whatever you want to. Yeah, yeah, that. that's it. That's it. Let's start. <laughs> let's start though, Blake, on the offensive side because you mentioned a couple of things I want to touch on. And LSU, LSU and Vanderbilt have something in common. Believe it or not, they are the only two teams in the SEC that return their quarterback and their offensive coordinator, which is crazy when you think about just how much movement at either of those positions across the conference. Either way, a great place to start is Jaden Daniels, who completed 266 passes last year, 2,913 yards, 17 touchdowns to three picks. He also was the leading rusher for LSU, yeah. 885 yards, 4.8 yards per carry, 11 touchdowns. You get all five offensive linemen back. To your point, if you're going to be a national championship caliber team, being solid up front, I know I've heard you talk about 
trench warfare, the trenches, that's where you win it. Having all five guys back, that is a huge boost. Malik Neighbors at the wide receiver position leading the way. I was also checking out Blake. Uh, been doing some digging in these preseason magazines. Kyron Lacey is a guy you guys are really no having to transfer in from Louisiana. And then, of course, the big question mark for LSU was, well, the running back position. Who's going to be the running back? And you guys pick up Logan Diggs and the name transfer, <laughs> which is a big-time addition. So, like, tell us a little bit what to expect from the LSU offense. I mean, it looks like, to me at least, from the outside looking in, that you guys are loaded, especially if Jaden Daniels meets his full potential this season. If he, you're, you, you're spot on with the last part of that. He's got to force the ball a little bit more down the field. Look, you're going to run the ball at an effective clip. And not only do you have five guys returning, you got a first-team Big Ten offensive lineman from Maryland that you put into that, right? And so that dude was going against really good guys in the Big Ten as well. So I think the biggest question mark is two things. Can Jane Daniels let that thing rip? Like, let it rip, man. And if he does that, if he if he trusts what he does, then he will be fine. And I think that, you like you mentioned, the offense is loaded. The, the, here's the biggest question mark for me. The LSU wide receiver room, although talented, although all of those guys will more than likely the starters get drafted, you bring in the five-star Aaron Anderson, which, by the way, I'm just going to tell you, it's another like Odell Beckham on grass. Okay, Like this kid can play now. If he can stay healthy, he might be the best wide receiver in this entire room. Can they hold on to the football? Can they catch it? They led the SEC in drops. I know Kayshawn Booty led the SEC in drops. You cannot do that. I think that that affected Jane Daniels a little bit, but he can't worry about that. Like, you just got to let the receivers make the, the problems. But I thought along the season, like Alabama, when he threw the corner route to Mason Taylor in the back of the end zone, bang, the zone read where he pulls it, and then the two-point conversion, he's got it in him. It all revolves around him. He's got too many pieces around him, in my opinion, for him to not let that thing rip. And you brought up Kyron Lacey, I think another dark horse. So along the offense, there's not a lot of question marks offensively. You know who it's going to be. Maybe some things will shuffle in and out of there. You're probably not going to have a lot of uh, uh, changing. And then here's another thing. you got Garrett Nussmeyer, who threw for 300 yards and a half against Georgia the backup quarterback. So you're loaded with a lot of depth. And I know we'll probably talk about this. The The ultimate question, the number one question is how will you do defensively? That's it. And moving into the defensive side, that's a great segue, Blake. Uh, one thing that's not a question on the defensive side, Harold Perkins Jr. And his nope. game, 72 tackles last year, seven and a half sacks, maybe regarded as dare I say, the best defensive player in the SEC returning. Uh, but just four starters are back on that defense. You guys mm -hmm. lose seven DBs from a season ago, but a big return as well. And I think one going to the radar, Mason Smith, the defensive tackle, who last year tore his ACL while celebrating a teammate's tackle on the first series against Florida State. So he returns up front. Just talk a little bit about the LSU defense. Again, only four starters back, so there's question marks. There's no lack of talent, but certainly question marks. And I know this is something that Brian Kelly, he's plugging a lot of guys in there from the transfer portal as well. Yeah, and guys that he missed when he was coming in. So everybody, I mean, let's call it what it is. Right. A couple of the those $30 million guys, recruiting class. Correct. So <laughs> – Denver Harris, the five-star, was a part of that. And so he comes over. Can he live up to the billing? You know, like, if he can live up to the billing... 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Oh, well, okay. Another guy that's flying under the radar from a DB. Look, he played at the school that I played at in Zy Alexander, the FCS corner. 6'3", 210 pounds. Now, listen, I historically don't like when I see an FCS player flip from FCS to D1, I especially the SEC. The difference with Zy Alexander, though, is when he went up against SEC teams, he always had picks. And then everybody's in America, when they played, when Southeastern played them, they didn't throw in his general direction. The crazy thing is, and because, you know, Maybe I probably shouldn't watch this much FCS football, but since I graduated from there, the, the crazy thing is he went four weeks without having a pass in his general direction. The dude can be really good. They have the talent. The question will ultimately be, do they have the depth? You talk about Mason Smith returning, that's massive because LSU's biggest weakness last year and why they couldn't beat Tennessee, why they couldn't beat AM, why they struggled at times against Alabama was, the interior defensive line was not good enough. They just – they weren't. And you get that guy back along with uh, uh, jo- uh, Jordan Jefferson, not the quarterback, but Jordan Jefferson uh, at the nose tackle position. You get Makai uh, uh, Wingo back. And like you mentioned, uh, Harold Perkins is returning. That's all fine and dandy. The number one pickup in the portal, in my opinion, and I was screaming this when the kid went in the portal, Chris – Omar Spates, the linebacker from Oregon State. It is, in my personal opinion, the biggest pickup that LSU's made not named Joe Burrow out of the portal, it, with, without, without question. He led the country in solo tackles for tackle for loss and solo tackles as an individual for three straight years, and he's under the radar. If that kid is remote, if he's two-thirds of what he did in the Pac-10 or Pac-12 to what he could be in the SEC – then you're playing with Greece because what do you game plan against? Do you go against Harold Perkins, who now has moved on first and second down, so he'll be in the inside? How do you game plan? 
Harold Perkins, as an example, and I, and I asked him this question, I think about like three months ago. I was like, hey, why? I mean, look, you were not this good at in the inside last year. I mean, I know that progression is going to help you. He literally, Chris, as God is my witness, pointed at Omar Spates and said he did it. Okay, and so I'm like, yes, sir. I'm not arguing with him. And so those are the biggest. You got the talent. Can you put it all together? I don't know if they can or if they they can or can't, but if they can, they're going to be doing be able to do something good. But I will say this: I don't like when you have to rely on a bunch of new guys to step in and take over in a defense. You got to get better on third down. So I really do feel like there's a lot of make or break with this defense in the portal, and and I hope it's make. I mean, I really do, but. I just don't like all of that. Let's see how it progresses uh, coming August. Yeah, Blake, I was looking at Spate's numbers as well right before we jumped on, and, and he's a stud for sure. I mean, you think of Oregon State has really came on the last couple of years. I know. All program, and now they got DJ Uyunglele, top 25 preseason. So it's crazy. They're, they're pumping out some dudes right now. Now, Blake, as a South Carolina man, you know that we value special teams. I'm going to talk some special teams with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kicker Damian Ramos made 10 of 14 field goals last year, 55 of 57 extra points, of course, one of them, most notably, in that Florida State game that was blocked. Uh, the punter, Jay Bramblett, really good a season ago, 44 and a half yards per punt. Greg Clayton, the punt returner. Noah Kane, kickoff returner for you guys. Just talk about the LSU special teams. Again, I know for most teams, you know, it's sort of as long as special teams is doesn't lose you ball games. That's all you really care about. But talk about the strengths, weaknesses, what have you, overall outlook of the special teams for LSU that is the only question that is the number one question right like it, it is Damian Ramos was not bad but you know like you mentioned Florida State got blocked uh special teams Malik neighbors fumbled two punt two punt returns that ultimately somewhat could have lost you the game there then you had look this is what I, I tell LSU fans for example Look, you're not as far away from Georgia as you think that you are. Go back in now that you had you know the outcome, you know what's going to happen. Chris, they, they were about to take the lead against Georgia in the SEC championship game going into half. They have a they have a kick block and it goes for six. Okay. Your quarterback on your quarterback, the the that same drive has his ankle rolled up on, and then you go three and out because he can't perform. Then it completely fell away from you. But then you learn that you have a backup quarterback that can do it. I don't think Gregory Clayton's going to be back there. I think it's going to be Aaron Anderson, the guy that I was just mentioning that he went to Alabama because of Orsron being fired and Kelly coming in. Listen, I'm going to make, I'm not saying this because it's LSU. That kid is going to be an all American punt returner. I promise you. Like, there's been two guys that I've ever said it about Aaron Anderson, Tyron Matthew. And, like, when you text Tyron and, and, look, bro, you had Tyron Matthew going in this kid's high school game saying, okay, like, this dude can play. Again, can he stay healthy? But, Chris, I have no idea what they're going to do special teams-wise. Like, I, I have zero clue. They have four um, position coaches helping coach that position or coach special teams. You can't be worse. You, you just – you literally can't be worse than you were a year ago. So – Cheers to being better to something that you absolutely sucked in because you can't be as bad 
um, as you were, really. So, Blake, when you look at these LSU season and this team overall going into the 2023, like we mentioned, a lot of experience returning on the offensive side, some question marks on defense, but again, no lack of talent and a lot of help from the portal. My question to you, Blake, is this, and, you know, maybe this is a weird question because you just won the SEC West last year, but do you feel like LSU's being slept on a little bit going into this season? Because the chatter still is Alabama, Nick Saban, they steal all the headlines, and I'm certainly not trying to – dethrone Lord Nick here on the airways, but like I almost feel like LSU is not getting enough credit for what they did last year. They're not really getting talked about as much. Everybody's just back under the assumption, hey, it's going to be Alabama, Georgia SEC title, Georgia wins it, they go and play off whatever. Do you feel like LSU sort of flying under the radar, Will? Have we just not gotten, like you mentioned, I know the focus is on baseball, so in a couple of weeks we'll really gear up and we get to SEC media days, but I don't know. It just kind of feels like to me LSU is getting slept on a little bit. Name a quarterback that's won the SEC West and returned the next year that's gotten as much discredit than Jaden Daniels. I, I mean, name one. You, newsflash, you're not going to be able to do it. And I know that, like, that's it, it, tough because the, normally that happens with Alabama. But, Chris, let's call it what it is, okay? Do you trust Tyler Buckner at Alabama? Because I don't. Do you trust Tommy Reese? Because I don't. Who are going to be their weapons on the outside? They're replacing four offensive linemen. They have to replace a center that I, I don't think the guy can play center. They're replacing Will Anderson. They're replacing just as many DBs as LSU. Name me the name me the position group that they're better at LSU right now. Like, name them. Because you're not going to be – I will go toe-to-toe, mano-e-mano. Tell me where they're better. But you're, you're not – you cannot do it. You can't talk O-line. You can't talk running backs. You can't talk wide receivers. This is the part where Alabama is, in my opinion, with all that being said, though, the scariest because you don't know, right? Like, you don't know the dudes. The problem for me is I just don't see Jalen Milrow and Tyler Buckner being the dudes that can lead you against a team that returns everybody. Maybe I'm biased, and I will admittedly come out and say that Look, I could be biased, but you're going to have to make the argument to me that Alabama scares you where? Where? Well, they got dudes. Chris, we do an all-22 film copy study, okay? I produce, like, when I put on the Alabama game, like, we were doing this th two months ago in, in, in April, May, okay? Will Anderson got clapped by a true freshman. Dallas Turner got absolutely smoked like a Thanksgiving ham. Okay, I know you eat turkey, but a ham. That man got absolutely raked across the coals. Show me where they're better. That's it. Like, you're going to have to show me where they got better. And if you can do that, I'll digress, but you're not going to be able to. So, with that answer alone, yes, I do think they're getting slept on. But let them. Let them. I mean, look, I, I get it's Nick Saban, and I know that he likes to play VR and, and swing and play, you know, fight against Mike Tyson when, when he's at Christmas. But – Come on, man. That video was gold, by the way. But it yes. was golden. Yes. And my man hit him with the body shot, right? He went, he went jab, jab, body yeah. shot. Yeah, we we posted uh what who is Nick Saban <laughs> fighting? Wrong answers only. And and the answers, as you can imagine, were just somebody said like the that his agent trying to send him back to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you know, retirement, <laughs> old age. I mean, it's just crazy, man, all over the place. But you know, speaking oh, of Alabama, crazy. and I agree with you, they got questions all over the field, especially at the quarterback position. 
But uh, let's take a look at the 2023 schedule, Blake, for LSU, because the schedule does matter, right? You, you hope it's as favorite no as you can get in the SEC. South Carolina certainly uh, knows a thing or two about that. But you open up, of course, the headliner against Florida State, September the 3rd in Orlando. You've already talked about the importance of that game. And I, I think it is important just for LSU to get off to a big start in this season and kind of set the tone, if you will. But you look at this schedule, you know, you're at Mississippi State week three. That's your SEC opener. Your SEC home opener is Arkansas at home. Could be a tricky one at Ole Miss, at Mizzou, Auburn at home, LSU, Auburn once again before 2024. There is no LSU Auburn, which is a shame. Oh, stupid. Oh, so your interview, by the way, with uh, with Jason Campbell, and I agreed. I, I, thought, I think it's crazy they're not playing. Yeah, so but dumb. the big one, of course, I mean, you got Florida out of the East, which is turning into kind of a nice rivalry, if you will, or is kind of a nice rivalry. A&M to close it out in the regular season. But that big one that everybody's going to have circled, November the 4th at Alabama in Tuscaloosa. I mean, hey, this is nothing new for you guys. You do this – Every other year, so basically every year you play the Crimson Tide. So when you look at this schedule and how it falls, and let's not forget, by the way, I didn't mention them, but Grambling State in week two. Let me let me not glance over them and Georgia State in the uh, second to last week. But the way the schedule shakes out, your overall thoughts of how it sets up for LSU. And again, I know you mentioned the importance of the Florida State game. That's a big one. But that game at Alabama, November the 4th, man, I feel like that's the one everybody's going to have circled, especially after last year when you beat them on the last play of the game? You know, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to get roasted for it, but you're going to have – this is another one I'm going to have to tell you to – you're going to have to prove it. Did you know over the last 20 years, there are only two teams in the SEC that have gone on the road, like true road games, not like neutral side or whatever. True road games in the SEC and won both of them. 2019 LSU did it, okay? They went to Alabama, then went to Ole Miss. Then Georgia did it this past year. They went back-to-back away games and did it. That Kentucky game and Missouri game were kind of close, weren't they? Well, now you know why. LSU does the same exact thing going to Mizzou. I hate going to Como. It's going to be 11 a.m., you know, you talk about trap games. That is the trap house of trap games, right? Like, that is the that is the brothel of trap games, okay? So, I don't I think, like that. I think the last time you guys were there, it didn't go very well, right? It, no, it, did, it was the beginning <laughs> of the end, right? Like, LSU scored 66 points, not really. or I mean, they scored a lot, and then they couldn't overcome. I mean, they got it got relocated because of a hurricane, COVID. I don't like that. I don't like. Look, I am a superstitious human being. I am wearing the same hat, the same shirt that we did, that I I do it in order. Like, I'm a superstitious human being. With all that being said, I do think that the schedule lines up pretty favorable for LSU. Here's why. You just read off the schedule. And in the back half of that, if you can survive, outside of Alabama, you're at home every week. You're literally at home the entire half of the – of the back half of all of that outside of going to Bama, man, if, if I like that a lot, I really do. The number one thing, and we're, we hadn't talked about them a lot. And I know that we talk a lot of sec again, Florida state's going to be something serious, man. They're going to be something serious and uh, them up front on both lines of scrimmage, and the weapons that they possess on the outside scared the ever-living daylights out of me. And look, LSU has not won a season opener in three straight years. You're going to have to find a way to do it. 
You lost to Mississippi State during COVID. You lost to UCLA. You lost to Florida State. Can you overcome that hurdle? It's a it's the biggest hurdle that you've had. But in reference to overall uh, schedule, it it's very favorable for LSU moving forward, especially when the season gets tougher in the back half that you got that many home games. I think what was it? I think it's four of the last five or. Yeah, Blake, I, I was going to say, beginning October the 14th, you've got Auburn at home, Army at home, at Alabama. Then you close out with Florida at home, Georgia State at home, Texas A&M at home. So only no, one I, road game. October. Chris, you, the whole November's at home. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you now. You think Jello shots are a big deal? Wait for home <laughs> games in November, okay? At night. At night, at by night. the way. I know things, man. Let me tell you something. Quick, can I tell you a quick story? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Quick story. All right, I gotta be. I gotta be somewhat quiet, bro. I'm gonna tell you the partying. If you want, look. Everybody says, "Oh, I want to come to LSU, Alabama." Okay, well, cool. You want to come down to Party Town? Come here in November in Death Valley, uh, bro. I'm just wait. Come to the Florida game. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you will not walk. You will remember 11. Mark it off. I, I promise you this. You will not go home empty handed. <laughs> I promise you will go. You will go home with something. I promise. Drop, drop the mic. Drop the mic. No doubt. Blake, last thing before I get you out of here, man. Of course, the yes, expectations sir. for LSU this season are very simple. Win the SEC West. I think obviously taking the next step is what LSU fans want. And that is yep. maybe taking down the Georgia Bulldogs and winning the whole damn thing and going to the college football playoff. Let me ask you this, your biggest question mark for LSU, and then what has to click for the Bayou Bengals to, let's say, maximize their potential and have the type of season that LSU fans are hoping for? Great question. And uh, I'm going to say biggest question mark is defensive depth. I, I just think, you know, when, as the season goes on, like, yeah, you can beat Florida State, Arkansas, Florida, whatever. But once you get to Alabama, I mean, it happens for both teams. You get beat up, and starters don't play the next week. It, it literally never happens. Um, defensive depth. And so to counteract that, you got to stay healthy. You got to have depth pieces. So the biggest concern is I think if LSU is 10 and 2, 11 and 1, because I do think that they're going to fall one. I don't think that this roster is going to go undefeated. I think they fall one, but you were you won 10 games a season ago, um, and you won 10, 10 games. I, I think that your your floor is 10 and two. Can you can you find a way to get over that hump? As you mentioned, Chris, can you find a way to beat Georgia? It's a tall, tall task. I don't know, I don't know. But if you won 10 games a season ago, look, you don't have Tennessee. I'm not saying this, I told you on our show. You don't have South Carolina. You you have Florida. <laughs> Sunbelt Billy. <laughs> Come back, bro. Oh, you were recruiting well. Okay. Okay. We'll see what happens when the season goes on. But, I mean, like, you get favorable matchups. Like, Missouri and Florida are your two cross, you know, cross-conference uh, teams. So, I think the floor is 10 and 2. But if, if, depth, if the depth does not stand out, they're going to struggle. They're not they're, – it's going to be this, a lot of the same you saw last year. And again, Blake, it gets kicked off in style September the 3rd against Florida State in Orlando, that rematch of that great game last year. Blake Rafino of AYS Sports. Blake, 
Appreciate you doing this yet again. I'm wearing this hat all game, all game long, yes, man. sir. Hey, I'm let everybody know where they long. can find your work so they can follow along with everything LSU this season. Yep. AYS Sports, Twitter, YouTube, um, Facebook. If you own, if you're on Fubo, we go live. I think at I think it's what nine a.m. It, it airs at nine a.m. Uh, every morning, and then eleven p.m. Central Standard Time. So wherever you are on social media, AYS Sports, type it in. You'll be able to find us. Well done, and best of luck, by the way, the rest of the way in the College World Series, and uh, should be a lot of fun to watch. So, Blake, I appreciate you doing this, man. Let's definitely chat again soon. No problem. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.